0: Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. And welcome to episode one hundred and sixty-one of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is conferences. Joining me, Claire Leiden, is my co-host, the Conference Queen, TB Markinson. Hello, TB. How are you today? I kind of had a
1: little like mental breakdown when you said conferences. I was like, that's what we're talking about today. Did I prepare for that? And then I looked, and it says conferences on my notes. But um, well, that that's good. Pretty much sums up how I'm doing. <laughs> I am uh. We just had a very long heat spell, and that's our first day of not quite hot temperatures. It's still rather warm, so I think my brain is uh have melt has melted. So this should be a fun episode. Yeah, for everyone. All right. So on my end, how am I doing? Um, Miranda and I are cranking out chapters in our next co-write called Devil's Advocate. I probably should say when I, I say we're cranking out the words words are getting down on the page like I said just a minute ago it's really hot in Massachusetts and so I think both of us has slowed down a bit because it's been really freaking hot here it's kicking my ass I'm not gonna lie the uh, heat yeah plus humidity it yeah. is draining me and also like I'm older now like I used to love the heat but now I'm like oh this is like the worst season ever I hate summer
0: You see, I really like, I like all the seasons and I do like summer, but um, you know, as you know, last time we recorded, it was just that London was melting and um, it has broken, but it still hasn't gone down. Like I think today is the first day where it's uh, under 20. So, so, but for the last week, yeah, it, it really does slow down your product productivity because you just can't cope and actually i read so many things uh, over the big heat wave hit heat wave just saying don't work people in really hot countries do not work in the hot bit so i took that to heart <laughs> didn't you just get back from holiday <laughs> and now you're back to not working yeah but i worked a whole weekend don't you remember last week last week i was <laughs> i was outraged that I'd, I'd lost my weekend and you were outraged on my behalf <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, I was so outraged you lost your weekend. <laughs> Anywho, speaking of work, um, I survived the IHeart Saturday Christmas in July sale. Um, we're recording this a bit early because speaking of, I am leaving town, which I will descri- uh go into a bit more in a second. But um, yeah, so we just survived the um sale on IHS, and it was one of our best sales ever on our side. Um, we had lots of visitors to the website, lots of new visitors to the website. Sadly, Amazon is struggling with rankings again, because why Why wouldn't they be? So um, you couldn't tell on the charts that the sale was going well. <laughs> um, so it's one of those things where Amazon is still making authors' lives hell. It's causing a lot of issues, and it's been going on for months and months and months now. So I wish they could kind of get it taken care of.
0: Um, I wish that too, but that would be <laughs> saying that Amazon respond to their customers. And uh, they do respond to some customers, but unfortunately not all very quickly. Um, but hopefully, you know, some minion in the back is running around. You know, I suspect it is uh, because they lost a lot of their workforce, didn't they? And then the people that are coming in mm-hmm. don't know what they're doing. It's a bit like all the airports are all around the world. Uh, collapsing because they got rid of all their staff and now no one knows what they're doing so yeah it's a worldwide issue
1: it really is like everything you do these days just seems so much harder and then add the heat to it and i'm just like i'm done (laughs) but anyways i am getting ready to sing the praises of a company that um i have bashed many many times on this podcast Ooh, many times I would like to send a uh, thank you to ACX.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> that is not the company I was expecting.
1: <laughs> Nor was I. But um, I, last time we recorded, I mentioned that take two had come out in audio. Um, okay, so our regular listeners will know anything that has to deal with numbers, including chapters, are hard for me. So when I approved Take 2, I didn't realize that the last chapter was not there, <laughs> which in a romance with an HEA
0: <sighs> seems kind of important <laughs> that you'd <would> need the <laughs> HEA. I mean, I don't know. Are HEAs that important?
1: <laughs> so, so um we were alerted to this issue by a comment in a uh, Facebook group, I think it was the lesbian audiobook group, where a, a listener had said, Does anyone else notice that there's the final chapter and take two is missing? And uh, Miranda texted me, and I was like, Oh shit. And then I immediately texted uh, Lori Prince, the narrator, and said, Oh shit. And the speed at which ACX got the chapter up and going was amazing we had some um not great reviews saying the chapter was missing fair game the chapter was missing decent reviews but um they said that they will um take down the reviews now that the book is completely there so if listeners have downloaded take two before we fix the issue what you need to do is delete it from your device and then re-download it and the chapter will be there like magic Isn't that amazing? And the fact that we got this done within days. Yeah. With ACX.
0: Yeah. Kudos to ACX. Well, there you go. They've done something right for the first time in about five years. Well done, then. Yeah, but it just goes to show things can work.
1: Things can work, and especially, like, I mean, we had to get, like, both authors involved, the narrator and ACX, and everyone was on the ball. Like, everyone was answering messages right away taking it professionally and everything, and I think that made a big difference, so. But it also shows that even very experienced uh, authors can make mistakes. (laughs) And what you do is you pick yourself up, wipe off yourself, wipe yourself off, and fix it. (laughs) So, so that was an interesting and humbling experience. Yes. You can now, buy take two, and all the chapters are there, (laughs) basically enough.
0: (laughs) yes you should put a sticker on the front now with all the chapters we
1: should kind of use it as a marketing <laughs> i think miranda's email yesterday to her newsletter subscribers i can't remember the exact tagline but it was something like there's a reason it's called take two second time <laughs> around makes it better <laughs> so well done for miranda for uh finding the humor And yes. my big whoopsie you know now that the sale is done and the take two issue has been taken care of and the reason we're recording early is because i'm heading out to a lake house in maine for a writing retreat um the place i booked does not have the internet and it's far away from civilization so i'm looking forward to unplugging completely hopefully no issues go on with books and just focusing on the words and trying to bash out the rest of devil's advocate On my off time, I can go for hikes because I am by a lake, so I'll be in the woods. At night, I can sit by the lake and enjoy a nice drink. So I'm looking forward to my time off. It's been a very busy 2022
0: yes it'll be nice for you to have a break because like you said last time we uh, had a break from the recording of this podcast was because you went to gcls which is still work so and obviously you are going to do some writing so you're still working but it's nice to have a change of scene and just be off grid so uh, remember your mosquito repellent and be a nice and yeah you don't drink whiskey but whis- whiskey by a lake is nice but i don't know what do you drink red wine red wine cocoa Mine will probably be tea. Tea. (laughs) Tea. Whenever
1: I do imbibe alcohol, the next morning I just have a terrible headache. I just, it just doesn't agree with me anymore. So I think I'm just kind of throwing in the towel.
0: Okay, tea. Tea for you.
1: You know, it
0: works. Or or
1: or a hot cocoa because I don't know. I don't know what the temperatures are going to be at night. Hopefully not um hot. (laughs) Who knows? I have no idea what to expect. But yes, I'll be packing. The mosquito repellent I will be packing the sunscreen and I will be packing a chair to sit by the lake those are the priorities
0: nice nice I do like a lake a lake retreat I went on one in Canada and that was amazing I wasn't sure what to expect but it was it was so relaxing because it is just like you are away from everything so it's um it was lovely yes so what's
1: going on over there now that you guys are not super
0: hot Okay, so we're not dying, so that's good. I mean, the planet's dying, but we're not dying. But that's a whole different topic. You look dark. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm dressed in all black today, so I've got black jeans and black denim shorts and a black t-shirt. So I, clearly, I'm in a dark. I'm in a dark place, tb. But do you know what's not in a dark place? My Christmas book, which came back from the editor. Um, this is my editor, and this one, she. Uh, I employed two different editors. They're both very good. Uh, one of them is in Australia, and one of them is in the US. And the US one does my book, turns my book around in in five days, which I'm always amazed at. Gave it to her on Monday, and she gave it back to me on Friday. It's just it's a bit disappointing when that happens, isn't it? Because <laughs> my other editor, she's you know she takes about two to three weeks, and I'm quite happy with that because I normally like plan that time right. But then yeah. like four to five days, it's like oh my god, I, I needed a break. Anyway, but the good thing is is that she says it's very funny. She said it's the funniest book of mine she's read, so that's good. And that I really put my characters through the ringer. And what do we always say? Yes, what you meant to do in fiction, right? So I did, I did really feel like I did with this Christmas book. It is very true. I did put them through the ringer more than probably in any other book I've written. It felt like I was, just every chapter. <laughs> and now, guess what goes wrong now? So I'm looking forward to... Well, I say I'm looking forward. I gave myself last week... Uh, to do other things this week it, my task is to uh, go through the edits. There's not that much, so that's good. there's no big things to change. There's just a, a couple of dangling a couple of dangling characters that she wants a little bit more on. yeah, so it doesn't look like there's that much to do, but obviously it will take me a couple of days. Good news So wait your editor actually got back how many words is this manuscript it's quite uh, this one's longer than I normally do uh, seventy nearly seventy nine thousand. In five days, mm. yeah, I would
1: get that email and be like, "Yeah, can you not email me for another week?" <laughs> yeah, I've actually asked my editors to be like, "Even if you finish this early, can you not send it back until this date?" Because I need this time. I don't want to think
0: about it. Yeah, I mean, it came back, at, but I know that I know I know that it will with her because that's what she she sets out like. She says, I, "I'm blocking out this week for you," and um, I know it will take that time. So um yeah yeah it's nice to have it back and um, i'm hoping that i might be able to knock it into shape early and then i can launch it in a relaxed fashion how do you think that's going to (laughs) go oh
1: absolutely yeah launches are nothing but relaxing (laughs) nothing but relaxing like the last launch i did for um eight books in the pride collection i was this (laughs) the picture of
0: ease yes that's what i thought (laughs) when i think of ease i think of you launching a book now I did have another launch but you know I didn't have anything to do with this one I mean obviously this is another translation from Brazil it's your the Brazilian version of you're my kind has come out and this is called De Volte para voce but I think this is also caught up in the Amazon rankings shenaz, shenazigans, let's call it that because it's uh because I know um you know they have an art team and everything yeah it's been out a few days and it's got two reviews but it's very exciting uh for this to come out and you know i realized having launched translation myself it's also very exciting when so- someone else does the launch for you hooray for that <laughs> i don't have to worry about it really
1: so what do you mean amazon is slow are you talking about the um chart in brazil yeah yeah so okay so it's a worldwide problem
0: <laughs> yes it's a worldwide problem yes <laughs> that's great news great so news <laughs> yeah oh dear what else now inspired by this doing this podcast um, I decided that I would have a look at my list of things this is why I didn't want my uh, book back right I want to do a few of the things that are on my list that I haven't done so do you remember I said I was going to make an investment I have that was on my you know personal goals for the year so I've made an investment I've taken out a stocks and shares ISA TV
1: Oh, you mean that kind of investment.
0: Yes. Um, yes. So
1: like for like your retirement, you're you're putting your um you're building your nest egg for That's is it right. nest
0: egg? Yes. Let's let's say that. Yeah.
1: Oh, well congrats. I yes. um I don't do that. I have the um people who do that for me. What's it called? Funds. Mutual funds.
0: <laughs> yes. So So yeah,
1: so you actually researched your own thing that you invested in.
0: No, no, no. I did it today. Oh, no, I went to a company and they have. People. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay, so you're not like you're not like studying all the charts. You don't have like Yahoo Finance app on your phone. Good and like grief. And everything.
0: Good grief. No, I okay. just entered my <laughs> details on a website and then said, "Oh yeah, take this amount of money," and they get, oh, you know, and then somebody else manages it for me. That's probably the
1: best. Yeah. <laughs> considering when you first started talking about this, I think this was a while ago, and I was like that's a lot of work to study
0: like oh gosh no stocks no 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 it's just you know really I'm I'm just kicking myself because I should have done this at the beginning of the year because you know it really didn't take very long you just have to choose the socks you want to like you know what kind of ones Uh, I went for socially responsible because I thought I will be socially responsible but you know yes that's good tick thing ticked off the list um I do I feel lighter not really but lighter of lighter of some of my money so that's good um (laughs) Here's something that uh, let's get back onto bashing Amazon. Um, You know, let's just say upfront that we wouldn't have the careers we do without Amazon. So we do appreciate them um, launching the Kindle and making it possible to self-publish, of course we do. But we just like them to pay a little bit more attention to things that don't work, like their ranking system, but also like, Readers returning books that they've clearly already read. Now this week, I normally don't pay attention to this. You know, it's, it doesn't normally run to that many percentage of my books, you know, maybe 2%, 3%. I mean, you know, when you look at it over a year, it's still enough, however, of the books on Amazon I'm talking about. However, this week, um, I, could, I could clearly see, right, people were buying books 1, 2, 3, 4 in the London Romance series, And then like three or four days later they get returned and then within the same time frame books five six seven eight get bought and then a few days later they all get returned so they're clearly reading them and returning them and Amazon still let this go on so I had a little bit of a rant on Twitter um, this week and um, it got picked up by lots of authors going yes I don't normally rant about this I don't normally talk about it because I kind of consider it Uh, one of those things that you just kind of have to accept. And I know that's true, but it does get my goat a little bit when it's so blatant, you know? And Amazon can easily put something in place by saying something like, if you've read 25% of the book, you can't get a refund. Um, So, you know, and then people know by the time they hit 25% if they like the book or they don't like the book. Uh, They could put something like that in place really easily to stop authors getting ripped off because I don't think readers realize that if you return a book, We get charged for it. So when you buy the book, the money comes out of uh, the money gets paid into our account. If you return the book, the money gets taken from our account. And actually, we're out of pocket because we don't get the delivery fee back. So anyway, look, I've gone on a little rant again, but that's happened this week. I mean, it happens every week, but it was just a little bit more blatant. They don't take the delivery fee from us. I don't, I've heard both sides
1: where like we lose the money because of the delivery fee and then i've heard that we don't so i'm not sure how that plays out but putting that aside i have also had the same situation with the lizzie books where it's like first book in the um series gets purchase return second book purchase return and then all the way through the entire collection (laughs) or i'm like well i'm glad i can just give it to you (laughs) and it's in ku so um so yeah it does get a bit frustrating i see that quite a bit um it was also like when um i recently went to battle with the, the people who were uploading my audiobooks on mm. their youtube channel mm-hmm. like it's like whack-a-mole because as soon as you take it down from one channel it goes up on another channel it is it is a frustration that there are certain individuals who believe that they are owed everything free and they don't care that this is how we support ourselves and it, it's a it's a frustration and it's kind of a sad fact of life that there are people who are always going to just cheat.
0: Yes, it is. And we should say as well that, you know, most readers uh, appreciate and support us and uh, you know, are very appreciative of the books we put out and are very happy to support our our work uh, and our livelihoods and we really do appreciate that. Um it's just a few um bad apples that come along and want that want everything for free and it's like like i say you know most of my books are in libraries um you know some of them are in ku if you want to borrow the book you can but kindle is not a library anyway moving on the final thing um by the time this airs um on august the 8th we'll know whether uh, whether or not uh, england has won the women's Eurovision football contest, as I like to call it, when, as we're recording this, uh, it's the day of the semi-final, so we're hopeful that they get through that because I've got tickets to the final on Sunday. Uh, We are recording this early, obviously, as TV said, because she's going away. Do you know, whether we win or lose... We've done well in this tournament and it's just been fantastic watching women's football on primetime telly and watching the whole country be involved and get invested in them and get behind them. So I hope, I really hope that this uh, spills over into the Premier League, sorry, the Women's Super League next year. I know for sure that I am going to be going to support Spurs ladies more next year. I really wanted to go more last year, but they're, where they play is nowhere near me. But now they've moved grounds. And so it's, it's actually close, a lot closer than going to see Spurs men. So uh, I'm hoping to go and I hope that it carries over. And the other thing is, I think I think I am more or less decided I'm going to write a football book. And I always said I wouldn't write a football book. But this tournament has inspired me to write a football book because there's so many queer women on women's football teams it's fantastic i love it and um you know there's so many interrelations you know people whose ex-girlfriends play for other teams and people who are going out with so and so so i love that i love that part of it as well there's a whole sapphic drama going on behind the games now did you play football as a kid i did yeah
1: okay so you're you're okay so you have a little bit of a grounding in it Mm. um but i i couldn't stop focusing on when you said The women's eurovision and i was like do they i would love to see them play and
0: sing wouldn't that be brilliant yeah (laughs) (laughs) like maybe during like (laughs) halftime maybe they could get rid of the penalty shootouts and do a sing-off what do you think about that yes Yes. i can totally get into
1: that i'm sure like they're just cringing because they're like do you know how much time we dedicate (laughs) to training for this and i just want to make it pure entertainment
0: so no i think uh, I, I think not just for the women for the men as well you know it would be, it would be much better who, who can do a better um version of uh, adele's someone like you instead of or sure's believe instead of a uh, penalty kick
1: i'm here for it yeah. i'm here for it because sometimes it gets really long because like you have like the full game and then you have like the 30 extra minutes and then you have the shootout <laughs> Uh, one of the things I noticed when I moved back from the UK to the US, I can't really watch US sports anymore because they're so fucking long. The baseball game can last like five hours, and I'm like, I don't have five hours, so I, I'm all for the thing off.
0: Yes, let's do let's do this thing off uh, for sure. Yes, American sports are so long. Do you know you know Abby Wambach? Yeah. The ex, was she the captain? Anyway, big big old US soccer player, and you know she's now seeing Glennon Doyle. They live together. Yes. yes. So yes. yeah. And Glenn and Jordan knows nothing about football. And Abby wambat was watching one of the games and she was just like, I don't understand. They've gone into Encore time, so she she would clearly I love that she called it Encore time. She would clearly love a, a singing contest. And <laughs> and now there's still four minutes left and I was like, Oh, Glenn, and it's still not as long as American sports, is it? No,
1: no. Like I used to go to the baseball games and everything and now I'm just like I don't have time. I I don't have time. Anywho, should we? uh... Yes, Comments TV. All right, so first up for comments, um, we have Iona Kane, who I met at GCLS, who is absolutely lovely. Iona says, glad you're back. So thank you very much for listening. And that is it me on comments now we should mention we're recording early so there might be more I just haven't received them yet
0: (laughs) No, that no one no one's commenting clearly we need to build up some uh, momentum uh, since we uh, had our little summer break so do uh, comment let us know what you think about um, replacing penalties with uh, with a song
1: I want to know what song they think that should be the sing-off what song do people want to hear Yes. performed
0: good question uh, any coffee coffee updates no no coffee updates so um do send us a coffee and buy uh, send us his comment and buy us coffee there's lots of co words there so let's uh, crash on to the topic at hand which is conferences now tb i don't know if you know but we have addressed this topic before um i i kind of vaguely remembered it but i went back and had a look what episode it was and it was episode seven so here we are Ooh here we are at episode 161. So I feel like it's something that could easily be revisited. <laughs> I don't think we're repeating ourselves. I think that we are in a different space than we were a uh, hundred and, ooh, ooh, 154 episodes ago. It's probably about near where we started, isn't it? Three years? Over three Can you years. imagine if I had to approve that audiobook, how many chapters would I be <laughs> Yes, yes, it's fine what also made me laugh before we get onto the topic was it wasn't just about conferences it was about conferences and awards episode seven um and if you go back I didn't I didn't re-listen but I'm sure we said then that we didn't agree with awards until we both won one and now we're just a bit embarrassed so um anyway (laughs) oh I'm never embarrassed no no Uh, I'm still not 100% down with awards, but it's nice to win win one. So anyway, conferences. Now we thought we'd uh, do this one because obviously uh, TB just went to GCLS in Albuquerque, uh, which is a very fun uh, name to say, and I went to the self-publishing show live in London, which is not nearly as fun as Albuquerque, is it?
1: But probably easier to spell.
0: This is true, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because
1: I can't spell Albuquerque, so. I have no idea. But I can spell London because it used to be in my address.
0: There, there you go. So is your trash truck there?
1: It is. It is, yeah. My trash truck is here. It should be banging for a couple
0: seconds. I was just checking. It, was, it wasn't It was anything else on the line than I thought. It's probably your trash truck. We always manage to get your trash truck. It's nice. It's a, a, a regular part of the show.
1: Absolutely. And the fact that we're
0: recording two hours earlier today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is it? Is it there two hours earlier? It must be. It is, it yeah.
1: usually comes at noon. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting the trash truck, and then it started banging, and I was like, oh, shit, uh, trash truck.
0: <laughs> and are you impressed that I said trash truck and not garbage truck?
1: Pretty good, eh? We say both here. Huh? I was expecting rubbish. Do you mm-hmm. call them the rubbish trucks?
0: <laughs> no, I, I would say the garbage men. Bin men as well, all the garbage men. No, probably more bin men, actually. I don't know where... Anyway, let's get off... <laughs> let's get off garbage (laughs) rubbish bin (laughs) trash (laughs) we really are going to start talking about conferences any minute now so i don't know what you thought about going to gcls um but i would say that going to the self-published show live um in june was lovely to be in amongst crowds of authors again and chat with people in real life irl especially especially after you know 2020 and 2021 and how much we've missed out on so it's great to welcome live events back. Writing is a very solitary and insular job so meeting other writers and sharing your experiences of the job is great. What did you think?
1: I had a different mentality when I was going to Albuquerque because um, I don't know if you remember back in March of 2020 I traveled to London for the um, self-publishing show 13 days after that, I got really sick and we still don't know if I had COVID or not. So I had much more trepidation. I had a lot of mental hurdles to jump because Mm -hmm. I was, I kept thinking about how much that trip to London wrecked the rest of my year because I was sick for about six months. So I was just, I was very nervous. It was one of those, I had a mental block about it where I was like, it's just going to ruin everything. I don't want to do it, but I promised I would go. I promised I'd be on panels, but I was nervous to go. So that was my mindset going to Albuquerque this year. And it had nothing to do with like Albuquerque or anything. It was just um, my past memory of the last (laughs) conference I went to
0: had some big impact on me. Well, that is super understandable, I would say. Yeah, (laughs) because the last one you did come to, you did probably get COVID. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and it's not like COVID's gone away. No, no,
1: I mean, I, I have been, you know, um, vaxxed and boosted and everything, so I had much more protection this time because last time we heard it, was in the very beginning where we're like, we don't need masks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just get on the plane, TB, God.
1: <laughs> not only that, like we were taking trains to Whitstable and like we were going to Hamilton. <laughs> I remember at one point he turned to me as a joke and said, we're trying really hard to get COVID, but I laughed. <laughs> I laugh. people. <laughs> no, they declared it a pandemic halfway through my trip there. And that's when you and I, that's when we stopped going to pubs and we started having meals in. You made a lovely spaghetti bolognese. Mm. And um, we started watching telly inside. <laughs> it was like a much different trip. We were so
0: young and stupid then. <laughs> oh, so naive. So going to conferences, you were a bit trepidatious, understandable. Uh, but in reality...
1: I had a fantastic time. It was probably one of the best conferences I've been to in a very long time. I met some lovely people. I went to GCLS in 2019. I I don't want to go too much into it, but GCLS has been going through a transition, I would say, of becoming more inclusive. And they weren't very inclusive in 2019, and I could kind of feel it when I was there this time around it was fantastic everyone was lovely There was more of a sense of a community it wasn't like these authors against these authors or anything it was a really fantastic time i'm glad i went and considering how much i was complaining behind the scenes about having to go again i had a lot of uh baggage emotional baggage taking um that was the first time i got on a plane since london <laughs> So, there was a lot of stuff I had to overcome with the whole memory of getting extremely ill and um, having 2020 just kind of taken away. So, but it was a fantastic time. And I met some really, really lovely people. And considering I'm a big proponent of networking, I don't know if you know that. I, you know, I have a website dedicated to networking with other authors. It was great.
0: We get questions into this podcast and the, one of the questions that's been asked a few times of us uh, is is it worth going to conferences um, is it worth the money uh, that I'm gonna have to pay out now only you can decide that um, I think it's a good investment in the in your business uh, but you know it, it's not gonna be like it, you're not gonna spend like I don't know however much you spend on travel and the ticket and accommodation maybe let's say like a thousand dollars or something like that are you going to get get that money back? Are you going to be able to see the money coming in as a direct result of that? Um, you never know. Maybe. You don't know who you're going to meet. You know, don't know what opportunities might arise out of the people that you meet at these conferences. Um, and it might never be a monetary thing. It might just be... Uh, a mental health thing like you might meet uh, meet your tribe I suppose, especially if you're new, you might meet people in the same boat as you maybe you've written one book and you might meet some newbie authors and then you can chat with them and that is worth its weight in gold. Um, so you know it's it's not necessarily uh, something that you'll, you can definitely see it's not like you're gonna pull a slot machine and all the money's gonna come out after you've put a thousand dollars in. But maybe over time it will Yes, there, there is truth to that.
1: Like, There's no guarantee that um, you're going to see the return on your investment. But I would like to add to that that um, the networking is invaluable. It was at the London Book Fair in 2018 when Harper Bliss and I started talking about co-writing and that turned into Life in Bits. It was 2018 at Elcon, you and I decided to do a podcast together. So networking is vital um, and sometimes... You can network over email, you can network over Zoom, but sometimes the in-person contact and the um, friendships you make do pay off.
0: Yeah, connections IRL um, are always deeper and worth more than any connection that you make online. It's just how it is. Um, you can make good connections online, don't get me wrong, and a lot of people have, especially over the pandemic, because that's all we had. And you, But I always think if you meet someone in real life and then back it up uh, with online... And you know there or, or even phone calls you know I, I've done that with um, other authors in the UK um, I think uh, I had um, an author recently contact me on Instagram and asked me something but I met her at Elcon in 2017 so so I, I've met her IRL and you know she was a new author then but um, now she's had a, got a couple of books out she wanted to ask me a question it was too big a job to you know I can be asked to to sit there and write it all back with my two thumbs. <laughs> Is that how you type? Kind of, yeah, when you're on your phone. you like, you know, I was oh, like, what? oh, I can't be bothered to type this out. So I just typed out my um, phone number and said, call me and I'll explain it to you. And I probably wouldn't have done that unless I'd have met her in real life, but I did. But like five years ago, but I still remember that.
1: Do you want me to start putting your phone number in each <laughs> blurb?
0: Yes, please, if you could, that'd be great but only to Pete, only ring me if I've met your IRL I'm sure people <laughs> would abide by that rule oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why a conference is good so we'll, we'll, we should say so for the connections you make as we say IRL networking you never know who you'll meet and what might come of it also you might get inspired by hearing other people talking on panels or uh, talks they're doing and sharing their experiences um, and it's also great to be with people who understand what you do don't belittle it and are happy to chat about writing. As I said, we all need writer friends. You are not an island. Don't try and be an island. Don't Brexit yourself.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one alone, but I would like to also say that the things you can learn at a conference, like the first time I went to um, the London Book Fair, it was like 2012 or 2013. I had no idea what it was. I was just walking my dog at Earl's Court. I was just walking my dog to Brompton one day and I saw a big sign that said London Book Fair. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I just moved there. So um, I ended up going and I had no idea what to expect. And um, I listened to authors speak and that was inspirational. But then I just happened to stumble into a panel on self-publishing. Now I will state, this is was in 2012. And this panel I went to was so abysmal, <laughs> so <laughs> abysmal, where I was just like this is terrible advice. Like, I didn't know anything really about it, but I was just listening to it and I kind of got, like, an impression. It was, like, um, like one of those, like, info commercials you see at, like, 3 a.m. about, like, knives that can pierce through an aluminum can or something. I just remember going home and Googling about it, and that's how I came across David Grogan's name. And that's when I first started considering self-publishing, not because I was inspired by this panel, because the panel made me mad. I'm like, there has to be better ways now. I mean, come on, with the the Kindle and everything. And that's how I started learning more. That London Book Fair led me to
0: today. Mm, excellent. I didn't know that. And I will say that uh, London Book Fair, not known for their uh, friendliness and generosity towards indie authors <laughs> as a whole, <laughs> even now. No. I mean, you know, they say that they are a lot more inclusive now and they do try to be, but they're still not brilliant at it. Uh, but in 2012, I'm sure they were, you know, just sort of maybe... This it.
1: was like one of those companies that hosted it, it was like one uh, of those like companies like uh, you should not give your money to because they claim you are self publishing, but you have to pay them like 1000s of pounds. And yeah, you don't get like no return on your investment. So it was one of those. But that's when I started. That's when I found David Krogan. And then I found Joanna Penn. And then mm-hmm. I eventually found all the others who I've learned so much from. Yeah, it was that terrible panel.
0: Where there you go, like, see? you see? They didn't even have to be good panels. You might learn no. something from shit panels.
1: <laughs> you might be like, it can't be as bad as it <laughs> seems and do <don't> look.
0: <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> um, you might also learn... Good things from good panels. Uh, for instance, at the so I didn't go to the daytime uh, portion of self-publishing show live this year, mainly because the last one we went to in 2020 was it 2020? 20, it was 2020. It was 2020. Claire. Yeah, start. <laughs> that, that was when you were here. That's right, uh, <laughs> and we were rolling around London, um, licking all the poles, licking everything we could. Yeah. I, I remember going to that, and they were all. It was all so basic that this year I, I didn't schedule it into my calendar, and I kind of wish I had now because I think they've learned from it, and they had a they had a good schedule of people and a good variety. So actually, do you know what I've done over the last two days? I've listened to it because if you've got the um, Mark Dawson's courses. Uh, it's it's now up there in the, on the dashboard so you can just listen to it for free and so I have. I've listened to probably about 70% of the talk so it's been interesting. I've kind of gone to the conference but post when I can actually do it because I didn't have the time. I, I was going away. I had to get my book to the editor so so do schedule it in that would be my other top tip <laughs> if you think that you want to go um, and just go up to people uh, you know everybody there mostly is on their own some people will know people because they've been before like for instance if i go to london book fair uh, on my own i probably i normally know people purely because i've been in writers groups in london and i've been to these events before so you get to know people but everybody's in the same boat what's the downsides um to going we're normally introverts writers not all of us but but we are so going into big rooms is a bit scary and also a bit Mm -hmm. draining especially Mm -hmm. and even me like even me i went along to the self-publishing live drinks and i knew that i would know people in the room but it's i still had that dread going into the room because oh god i just need to see somebody who i can chat to and i don't want to be a loser on my own in the room that that (laughs) so i've seen you network you never look like the loser in the room (laughs) so you know okay thank you there's always that i don't like crowds initially i don't like you know the small talky bit but actually I'm very good at chatting one-on-one with people I just don't like big crowds of people Um, there's also also that little element that your writing might not get taken seriously and I, I still have that because I'm writing in sapphic romance and sometimes people are a bit like, hmm. And I think that was more sort of maybe seven years ago, seven, eight years ago when we started. Now I really rarely get it, but there's still that little doubt in the back of my mind when people ask me what I what I write. You can see sometimes a step back. Um, like I said, no one did it at Self Publishing Show Live, um, and it, it really it really is getting like, maybe in a few years, it'll never happen, but who knows? Yeah, I
1: mean... It's not just like that. A lot of small genres now, and I think what a lot of authors are learning is that a lot of the small genres do have power because even though the genre reading base is small, you do get dedicated fans. Yeah. So, um, and I think that's something we have to attribute to you to the rise of indie publishing, because there are a lot of readers who want certain books and now it's easier to find them. And so you are able to find your tribe or community much easier. And um, they're passionate fans. Yes. They're, they're our big supporters and we appreciate them.
0: We so. do. We do indeed. Um, and I would say also, it's not just about networking with other authors, it's also about networking with, with people who provide services. So you might meet somebody who's providing a service there um, that can benefit you and your writing. So, for instance, at the London Book Fair, we met Will from Find Way Voices, did we not? And so now I've got a hotline to Will. And when the, um, ACX weren't categorizing my book correctly I email Will who's the who's the head of Find Away Voices and he email me back within a day he wouldn't have done that hey, had he not met me at London Book Fair and had we not had drinks together and had he not sent me a lovely pair of socks in the post. Will is lovely yeah
1: well but how was he able to change the ACX
0: Oh, he couldn't he's not that powerful but um he's, he's <laughs> I was, like, confused he, no he sent me an email back saying oh yeah I'm really sorry we've had this with a lot of uh, books and we're really trying to sort it out so but you know he's the head of fireway voices so I just followed up with him uh, just to let him know and um yeah it's sorted out now but you know it's it's that's just a power of going and meeting these people in person you know like Darren Hardy is the head of Amazon in for the UK uh, sorry the head of Kindle for the UK I know him if I emailed him he he emails me back the same day I know him because I've met him every year at the London Book Fair in fact the first year I ever met him I didn't know who he was and I stood at the Amazon party by the buffet and said so what do you do Darren <laughs> and he went and uh, he said oh I, I no I think actually I think I said are you an author what do you write and he said I'm not an author and I said oh okay D- have you ever thought about writing a book <laughs> and we went into this whole thing <laughs> and then in the end I said what do you do and he said oh, I work for Kindle and I went oh okay what do you do there and he went I head up the UK tour. and I was like okay <laughs> I'm sure he remembers me as the, the idiot at the buffet
1: yes I'm sure that he's probably you're probably the only one who remembers from that name.
0: <laughs> yeah maybe so yeah because every time you know, like, I'm always invited to the Amazon Storyteller uh, Award Ceremony because I've done a couple of things for Amazon in the past, um sort of sp- talk-wise. And but I think probably Darren keeps me on the on the list just to just to go. Oh look, it's the idiot from the buffet again. Uh, but you know, it's always good to be on these lists. But it's just good, as say, to get to know people. And you might get to know someone at these events, and they might um help out in some way in your career. Oh, and also. From watching the self-publishing show live i was thinking i might um try out pro writing aid have you ever have you ever dabbled with pro writing aid miranda has it hooked
1: up to her scrivener so um when we co-write together she runs the chapters through pro writing aid and it does you know i mean it's obviously not going to replace like a human editor but it gets rid of enough of the um the silly errors Mm. to make it easier on the editor like it'll flag like repeated words or like words that are just wrong I think uh we had uh (laughs) sometimes Scribner will like autocorrect things and they're really kind of funny if you don't catch them when it does it because um the line was they stepped out into the fresh air but it became fish air and I was just picturing fish flying through (laughs) the air (laughs) so it's able to like be like, do you mean fish
0: air? <laughs> like, <laughs> I like that. Yes. I, I I thought you were going to say French air. That would have been lovely, wouldn't it? Lots of la's going on. That would have made more sense. <laughs> <laughs> do you mean fish air? No, I fucking don't. Um. Yes. No. So, Pro Writing Aid. I've been considering <laughs> using it. And again, it's yeah, like you say, it's not a replacement for a for an, a human editor, but it's just another stage. Uh where you can use it to pick up the silly errors, like you said. But anyway, Pro Writing Aid had had a session there. So I listened to the session and then they had a, a coupon for three months free. So I've got three months free, so and then I can try it out. So worthwhile.
1: Absolutely. And that's another thing with the um, these
0: conferences. You do get um you get free goods. You do. You get bags. At G C L S there was bags with iHeartSap on it, right?
1: Yes, and then um there are, I mean, you get you get all the bookmarks, especially I like to collect all the bookmarks to study um, the trends in bookmarks, uh, and you get services, like you can, um, there's like, you can bid on like editorial services and stuff like that, so yeah, you, you get free stuff, and at London Book Fair, we always get free booze, and I'm, now that I don't print booze, if I go, I'll give you my free <laughs> booze.
0: I think that's where it went wrong on that bay party. Uh, every time they kept giving us glasses of champagne, and TV just kept giving me hers. Yeah, you,
1: uh, Harper, and Caroline, I just kept scooting them across the table. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, that's where I went wrong. Are you saying that alcohol would have
0: killed it? Maybe that's why we didn't get COVID and you did. Mm. Or maybe it's because you went on a international flight.
1: Oh, man, the flight home, that trip, it was like because I... Uh, I People might not remember, but it was, I caught the very last flight by my airline out of London. It was the last flight, and I was on the plane with people who were um, who had flown to London from Italy and Spain, which were the hot zones. And I remember going through um, the customs lying at Logan Airport, and the person in front of me, the the um, the customs agent, was asking the person where you've been, and I just kept hearing this voice be like Italy, Spain, like, and I was just like. I'm screwed. I am so
0: screwed. <laughs> oh, but you live to tell the tale, just about, TB. So any closing thoughts on uh, conferences?
1: Well, I think we can take both of our experiences where you were excited to go back to them and I was trepidatious, but we both had fantastic times.
0: Uh, you had trepidation for a particular reason. I had trepidation because, you know, I don't want to be the loser in the room. But um, at, at the end of the day, uh, go along Um, be open to meeting people uh, and normally you have a good time
1: yes and um you make friends
0: you do it's Mm -hmm. important friends are good all right let us know what you think uh conferences have you been do you love them do you hate them are you planning to go to any um, I, I know that, you know, they're sort of coming back in 2022. Uh, hopefully, there'll be more of them back uh, next year. Do let us know what you think. Ways to get in touch on the website, lesbianswhowrite.com. Email us, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. Facebook us, Twitter us at leshuwrite, and Instagram me at Claire Fick, And we need comments, so please do comment. Leave us a comment. Make us feel loved. And not like the losers in the podcast space, not the losers in the room. And join us next time around after TB's come back from holiday. Yes, and we'll be discussing something. We're not sure what is.
1: I have no idea, but it's going to be exciting because maybe we should, you should just surprise me with a
0: topic and I have to come up with an
1: answer on the spot.
0: Oh, okay, I'll do that. Uh, I won't tell you what it is, and we'll do surprise topics. If anybody's got any surprise topics they'd like me to uh, me to tackle, and they'd like to uh, make TB squirm in her chair, um, do get in touch with me. That would be fun. Yeah. And then we can do the reverse the next time,
1: and I can put you in the hot seat.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's a deal. The next two episodes, everyone, are going to be let's watch each other squirm. Until then... Have a lovely August time, and um, we'll see you soon. Stay well, keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Listen in every week for more conversations on writing and lesbian fiction and you can make sure you never miss an episode by signing up to our newsletter at lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more people to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.